You hear that? That's the sound of going indie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Indie Dev Life podcast, a show about the ins and outs of independent software development. My name is Brian, and I am an independent developer. So today is really exciting. I actually put off recording this episode until uh, later in the evening, much later than I would normally record anything. But that's because I have been waiting all day for the print copy of Going Indie, my book about becoming an independent software developer. This is the first time I've ever seen the book in person. Up until now, it has just been a pages document on my Mac, and I have been pretty excited to see it in person, hold it in my hands, and see what the consequences of all of the various formatting decisions and things I have done have been. Making a print book involves a lot more finagling. There's a lot of little things that you have to be aware of, whether it's the physical size of the book, whether it's the physical size of the typeset font once it's rendered onto a physical device, and whether that's the same as when it's on your computer monitor. Spoiler alert, it is not. There's a lot of things you have to account for, like whether or not you have enough margins or header space uh, once the book has been what they call apparently trimmed. I didn't know this, but books are printed at a slightly larger size than they will eventually be shipped. And that is because in order to account for various printing irregularities after they're printed, they are cut to the proper size. So there's all kinds of different margins you have to be aware of and whether or not pages or Word or whatever processor you're using can uh, account for those things. And then there's just all kinds of dials and buttons you have to click and make sure you've clicked correctly. I will say uh, I have two really important takeaways from making a print book. One, it is incredibly cool. I have the book in my hand right now. I'm looking at it. The cover came out beautifully. The fonts came out beautifully done. I really have to commend the company, the distributor I'm using, Ingram Spark. I have to look a little bit more deeply at the back cover a little bit, and I have to dive into really reviewing it in full. My second takeaway, though, is that I have made some mistakes with the print copy. What I have in my hands right now is the one copy that is going to be hopefully the only misprint of going indie. A couple things happened uh, in the process, and for the sake of posterity, I figured I would go through them. The margins on the book didn't quite come out as wide as I was hoping, so that things look a little bit cramped. That's actually the smallest thing, and if it were the only thing, I wouldn't actually fix it. Um, It's fine. It's just not ideal. No, the, the biggest thing is this cover and the book itself, is too tall. When I had the cover designed, it was designed for a certain size, and Ingram Spark supports an enormous array, and two of those sizes, well, a lot of those sizes, but two of them in particular, are incredibly similar. Um, in fact, they're off by only one value in a decimal point. And I chose the wrong one. So the book is a quarter inch taller than it should have been. Uh, which means that the cover doesn't, uh, isn't printed properly, uh, and there is a mistake on it. Uh, funnily enough, the te- text on the inside of the book is actually just centered in the page, so if you were just looking at the content inside of the book, you probably wouldn't even notice. It would just look like, hmm, there seems to be a little bit more space than there should be on the top and bottom of each of these pages. But I've seen books that have that same amount of space, and they're printed by professionals, so nobody would really ever know that. But there is a very distinctive problem on the cover, which is that the spine is a solid color, and that solid color abruptly ends before the book does. So that will need to be fixed. Uh, I can go through and do that. I also did find recently a number of uh, typos in the book. 
that also were so minute that I, if everything had come out perfectly otherwise with the book today, I would have just lived with. But now that I have the opportunity to fix it, I'm going to fix them. Overall, this process has actually transpired a lot faster than I was expecting. The documentation on the site says to allow for three to five days between submitting your changes and getting a proof. And then once you've approved the proof, waiting up to two weeks to get something delivered to you to check it. Each of those times was less than half. Kudos to everyone involved in getting this here. It was really fast, and I'm very impressed. I can't tell you how exciting it is to hold this book in my hands right now, and I can't wait to get it out. Hopefully this week, that's what I'll be doing, is submitting my changes, fixing a bunch of little things I just noticed in the time between when I submitted it last and now, and getting it out there. I'm going to be requesting another print copy. This will be the, the real print copy, hopefully. Like I said, I found a couple of typos in the book, and I actually found those while I was reading it aloud. And I was doing that because, as of this week, I am also now recording the audiobook for Going Indie. If you are interested in that, please sign up for the newsletter at goingindie.tech. I don't have any official information about launch or pricing or anything like that, but I am recording it using this very podcasting setup. Recording an audiobook and distributing it is a lot like self-publishing uh, a physical book, I'm finding. You find a distributor and you upload a giant audio file to them. And there you go, you have an audiobook. I'm really excited to get that out because it's another venue for people who are uh, interested in listening to books rather than reading them. I, I'm a big audiobook listener for uh, fantasy and science fiction. Not so much for nonfiction, but I know lots of people are. And I figured I would at least give it a shot. I will say there are a lot of differences between reading aloud the text of your book and reading it silently on a computer screen. Certain things are a lot easier to write than they are to say, especially like longer sentences or sentences with lots of uh, alliteration. Uh, and it becomes a little bit tricky sometimes to pronounce those. So I, I, I empathize with all audiobook narrators out there. Your, your job is very difficult. I'm only now beginning to learn that. The going in the audiobook should be out around the same time that the book comes out in all the usual places. I'm trying to get it on Audible and uh, all the other major audiobook stores. This episode today did not turn out like the others. Uh, I have no indie dev topic to discuss today. I wanted to share the ins and outs of book publishing with you, try and demystify that process. Uh, and also, uh, it's really exciting to be able to announce that I physically have the copy, which is the final step. So once the final copy is approved and I get them, which should be correct, then that's it. Uh, then it's just waiting for the publication date that I arbitrarily set in the future. So I'm very nearing the end. There's no more major edits or changes. It's just a couple typos on my part. So hopefully next episode, we will be back with a real indie dev topic, talking about the ins and outs of building your business and building software on the web. That's it for this week. I just wanted to uh, share this moment with you all and give you the latest updates on my book, Going Indie, A Complete Guide to Becoming a Software Developer. As always, if you uh, like the podcast, go ahead and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. If you like the show, please give it a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps a lot.